Welcome to the Mold Matters Podcast. Whether you are looking for help recovering from mold illness or just want to learn more about creating a safe environment for your family, this podcast is the place for you. Did you know the levels of some hazardous pollutants in indoor air have been found to be up to 70 times greater than in outdoor air? But who's monitoring that for you? Check out MyPureProducts.net for the latest in monitoring devices and DIY mold test kits. Take control of your environment with MyPureProducts.net. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Mold Matters Podcast. Um, I'm here alongside my co-host, Mike Adams. Hi, Jer. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing excellent, and um, I'm excited to to do another podcast. Um, Today's exciting topic is. Do you want to introduce it? Yeah, stack effect. Yeah, actually, if you're a avid listener to the podcast, you will have heard that come up at least a f- time or two. Yeah. You know, oftentimes we mention some of these things in passing, yeah, and don't delve into them too deeply, but. Um, today we thought we'd go into stack effect. I think part of it is I ran into a scenario last week that was largely due to stack effect. And that's kind of how these podcasts emerge. Uh, something happens and then we're like, let's do a podcast on that. Yeah. Stack effect. Yeah. So, so yeah. So let me, do you want me to kind of throw in a brief explanation and, yeah, then you, and I do. you fill in the, you fill in the gaps. Uh, yeah, I do. Please. Um, so stack effect is basically where the air at the bottom of a building or at the bottom of a house wants to go up. Um, and that's usually because you've got warmer air um, at the higher level. Yeah. And it's going up and out of the house, whether it's through windows or cracks in the house or or just gaps or whatever. And it's going to pull almost like a, you might be familiar with Venturi effect, but it's going to pull the lower air that's in the lower part of the building up with it. Yeah. And so you often end up with whatever the air is in the basement becomes almost your same air upstairs. It it at least makes its way up into there, maybe temporarily until some of it does go out. It goes out, yeah. Yeah. But that's the flow of air in your home is from down to up, almost always. And that's, well, is it always or is that predominantly in the winter? That's a it's a great debate. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think we agreed that it that is the case, but right? well, yeah, yeah. I where we got caught up on was talking the about attic. the attic. Yeah. But, but still, the flow would be predominantly. What yeah, you there described. is reverse stack effect. Yes, in yeah. the summer and reverse stack effect in the. Okay, so what you're there. you're describing is one's reverse and the other one's reverse reverse. <laughs> <laughs> so, when people talk stack effect, they usually are talking about, well, I've heard it even be synonymous with hot air rises, right? Because, th- so they're right. talking about in yeah. the winter, you pump heat into your cold home and then that hot air rises. rises to the top. Or you can go the other way, cold air falls. When it's in the summer. Summer, uh-huh. In the summer, you're hot, your home is very hot and then you're pumping cool air into that and the cold air drops and then the hot air still comes up too. But Correct. Um, so that one's reverse stack effect when it, when double reverse, <laughs> <laughs> when it goes down or when the flow. Do you remember, do you remember in football when you played football, did you run a double reverse? Yeah. I never believed in that. Did you? 
What do you mean believe in it? Okay, so you got a reverse play for our listening audience who are very up on football, probably more than I am. The reverse play is you start everybody going to one direction, one direction to the right side of the field, and then you usually have like a wide out, yeah, kind of take three or four steps forward and then come back against the grain and get the handoff. Yeah, that's a reverse. That's a reverse play, yeah. right? Yeah. A double reverse is that guy then. After he goes around, he's going to hand off again to the wideout from the other side of the field, yeah. and, and and now you're going where it was originally intended the first time, yeah, or trying to trick them into thinking it was intended, yeah. But my theory was always, if you can fake them out with the reverse, then you're, and and they're all over on the original right side of the field, then the double reverse is you're running right back into the defense. Yeah, that's true. Double reverse is a bad play. <laughs> Real bad. Yeah. Conclusion, double reverse, not a good Don't play. run the double it's reverse. It's basically like doing a non-reverse. Yeah, and if you coach Little League, they're going to fumble one of those anyway. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> so I think we're clear on the terms. Yeah. we Stack, when, when people say stack effect, they're usually talking about hot air rising in the, the winter and, and then going up out the attic, and it's pulling. In, in, in the case where there's a crawl space, it's going to be pulling crawl space air up, you know, right. through the house, up, out, and then, yep. and then, uh, this is something interesting that I didn't quite put together in my head, but it, it makes sense. The, there has to be an equilibrium, right? So any air that goes out up through the attics, the hot air in the winter, it's got to be replaced. It's got to be replaced by right. some air coming in, and that's typically maybe crawl space or somewhere lower in the house. Yeah. Through cracks. Is that right? Cracks, crevices. Yeah, and it really explains why, I mean, it's kind of been our, our, um, the the thing that we believe for years and years in, with our company is if you have a crawl space, you likely have mold. And if you have a crawl space, you likely have mold in your home yeah. because of the crawl space. Yeah, and that's that's largely to do with stack effect. Right. Wrong? That, exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that there's just really, and, and you know, we've, We've both gone down some some uh, rabbit holes and looking for looking at videos with where they use uh, smoke blowers and smoke guns. Where they, I've seen one where they put a smoke machine basically in the crawl space, come yeah. upstairs, and it's not very long before oh, smoke's coming out the cracks. Okay, so I read an article years ago where this company had they were doing an experiment. They found a a certain type of mold that was was not from that area and it was a really bright i think it was a red or an orange so it's just something that's going to stand very very unique yeah they put a petri dish of that mold in the main floor and i think it was a like a high-rise building Mm -hmm. but on the i can't remember the exact details but on the fifth or sixth floor they had that exact mold show up within just hours Really? Yeah. They were tracing it upstairs. Yeah, they were doing air quality tests up there, and they picked it up. Even on an air quality test, that's even more because it's hard to yeah, yeah. it's hard to pick stuff up on those typically. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. yeah so, because you think of you know we talk about stack effect, but what's the implication with mold? Right. You just gave a perfect example. You know, well, in crawl spaces and just in general, this whole idea of I'm, you know, we're very much against spot treatments. Right. Right. 
Like if, if you have it in your basement even or your your first floor and it's a three two story building or it's whatever. it's gonna be throughout the house. You yeah. You know, we blame it on H V A C units and I think we pro- that's that's correct to do so. I think that's fair. Yeah. But I guess even stack effects plays a role too, right? Huge, huge I role. Mean, yeah. It's it's not gonna just sit on that first floor. No. no. And and we're not only talking just the spores, but we're talking the toxins as well. Mm-hmm. So if you have growing mold in the basement you know whatever a flood or whatever that occurred even if that mold downstairs isn't sporing mm-hmm. it's it's undoubtedly giving off toxins yeah. which are traveling up yeah. stairs through the stack effect yeah absolutely and uh, let, me, let me give an example um of one that i had recently this was last week well we we remedied the the apartment but we i was called out to an apartment building uh here locally um to take some air quality tests on Mm -hmm. the seventh floor. And I, I didn't know any of the background story Mm -hmm. and I show up, pull up to the apartment park only to notice that there's a bunch of Belfour vehicles and trucks with hoses and things going into the base, the the main floor of the building. And, and it's, and then I, I'm like, interesting. And, and as I walk in to the doors, I see containment. Just for the listening audience who, who don't know Belfour is a pretty major remediation company, yeah. disaster company. Yeah, yeah, huge nationwide, right? Yeah. Uh, franchise, I believe. But yeah, and then I see containment as I'm going to the right. elevator. I get up to the top or the seventh floor and go in and, you know, I'm getting the situation. And and as I'm talking to the homeowner, I'm like, wait, did you realize there's like Belfour trucks in the <laughs> basement? And he's like, oh, yeah, that's that's part of the reason I called you. I was yeah. like, oh, very smart. Yeah, he happens to be a licensee, by the way. So he well-trained licensee. He knows what yeah. he's talking about. He he was also worried about, you know, he was like, well, you know, in some of these big buildings, I don't know if they have one, you know, main trunk that the HVA and you know the, the, the all the HVAC can systems connect to. He was right. trying to figure out if maybe the HVAC was pumping it through. Yeah, maybe some of the other apartments. We realized that talking to the maintenance guy, that was not the yeah, case. Yeah, it's usually not the case, but. But but, so there's I take a, but there's an elevator, right? Yeah, elevator, yeah. The elevator shaft is going to be yeah. crazy airflow going up. Yeah, that's yeah. going to be like, yeah. Um, let me come back to that. Okay. So it's a very, very new apartment complex. Mm-hmm. You know how when you're in a new one and you don't see any visible mold, sometimes you just get this gut feeling like, I'm not going to pick anything up yeah. on an air quality I n- test. I know that exact feeling. Yeah. You're just like... But but you know there's probably something going on in there. Yeah, it didn't it didn't feel great in the master bathroom and and some things. So I take the air quality test, thinking we're not going to find anything. Yeah, and to my surprise, we picked up some ketomium on the wow. seventh floor of this fairly new apartment building. Yeah, all the while Belfour's downstairs doing their thing, stirring up ketomium, <laughs> stirring <Yeah>. up <laughs> some ketomium. Yeah, apparently there was some flooding in that. First yeah. floor. Yeah. Th- in fairness, the ketomium had, s- had spread through the the, uh, the building long before the containment went up. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure. I'm sure. And so, um, anyways, I, I'm I'm very confident that, and that was, you know, I guess the first test was a month and a half ago. So we're just coming out of winter when this happened. Mm-hmm. Where again, winter, you turn on the heat, that yep. heat's rising up through the yeah. the levels of the building. And I've heard you say this many times about uh in an apartment who pays the most as far as heating bills go well it's first floor yeah yeah bottom level yeah first floor is paying for the top floor's bill i i think starting at the third floor 
is where they start to grow mold more readily than any other, f- well, until you go to the fourth floor. <laughs> and then they're going to have more than the third, and it keeps yeah. going up like that, mainly because heat rises, and so the people on the third floor don't run their heat or their system nearly enough. Stagnant. And they have stagnant air, and they mm. hit the, you know, just, just the point where all you need is just a little bit of air movement to keep things from getting condensation. Yeah. And third floor, it seems like, is the first floor that I see it all the time, particularly in a northern-faced window. Yeah. Just about guarantee you if you go to the third floor of an apartment building, find a north window, there will be mold. Yeah, that's yeah. a really interesting That's a really interesting thing to think about. Um, they just don't have any air movement because yeah, they don't run their sense. system. Yeah, it makes sense, yeah. Yeah. So I, I failed to mention this. I think we discovered why they call it stack effect. And I think at least one place I read about, um, it said stack or chimney effect, mm-hmm. which makes sense back in the day, you know, chimneys seem to be g- less and less common, but yeah. you have a big fireplace and that, if you're heating the house, that's probably, probably in, you know, years and years ago, that was a big issue trying to keep the air in the house and not rising up out of it in the winter. But, yeah. um, but now they call it st- not stacky botrys. We're not talking about no, that no, kind stack, of stack. Stack effect. Stack. Or chimney effect. Yeah, or chimney. Or chimney yeah. effect. Chim, chim chimney? Chim chimney. Chim chimney. Uh-huh. Chim chim churu. Yeah. Um, so anyways, yeah, so that's that was a stack effect example. Now, I wanted to go back to reverse stack. Yeah. Because you and I hashed this out on the whiteboard right. today. Yeah. Trying to really wrap our minds around it. Because I do think that's... Well, we, we, we listened to a video where a guy kind of... He made it seem a little bit more black and white that, oh, it's just reverse stack effect. You're going to pull your air from your attic back down. In the summer when you're the cooling the house. Yeah. The, yeah. the cold air is going to drop. The cool air you're pumping in is going to drop. It's going to find an exit in the bottom of the house. And then it's going to pull all the... Uh, it's going to create a, a Venturi effect. Right. Or a, the flow is going to be downward yes. from the attic to the yeah. out of the house. And then you kind of brought up some some things that made me think that maybe that's not i mean i think that still happens i but, think it's possible but, that but the happens. attic part yeah. is where you, you yeah shed i got some i gotta doubt. draw my i gotta draw the line explain on the your doubt about the that it pulling the attic well so just let me just preface yeah. this by just out of high school i worked for an insulation company i spent the better part of six months blowing attic insulation into attics i know how stinking hot those things are yeah Especially in, especially in the summer, unbelievably oh, oh hot. Yeah. yeah, even if you ventilate there, them, there right? is no way that the that for the most part that air in that attic is not trying to get up and out because it's so hot. So hot, it's yeah. Just, it's rising. Yeah, very. Yeah. So so you're saying the pull that the reverse of that reverse stack effect would have downward, I would say, would be significantly less than the than, than the, the pull of the hot air wanting to get out correct. of the attics. Yeah. The other, th- I, I think there's that's a legitimate point. The other thing that seems a little bit different is we insulate basically the floor of the attic, right, or above the ceiling, whatever way you look at it. Whereas we don't typically insulate uh, crawl spaces between the bottom floor and the crawl space. Right. Not nearly as common. Not, no, it's, and it's not nearly as to the to the degree of insulation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Y- if you do, you might put some batting in there, but even that has cracks and things yeah. that aren't nearly. And I, I don't think you get the extreme extreme heat or cold in the crawl spaces like you do in the attic. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, I, I, I failed to mention, but part of the part of the the pull of of a Venturi effect, for example, is as that hot air rises, it creates a positive pressure, right? It's it's kind of yeah. pushing out, and then um, the so there's pressure differentials is what's really going on. because yeah. I didn't explain that very well as, as as far as creating this this flow from down to up. It's it's a lot to do with the pressure differentials that are created. And, and we thought for years, Jeremy, we thought it was temperature, but we've learned now that it's the speed of the molecules. Yeah, there really is no such thing as temperature for our listening audience. <laughs> <laughs> we do. We do need. Let's to not refer to it. As it's a hot day anymore. It's just a molecularly speedy day. Yeah, the the vibration of those molecules yeah. is quite high today. It's very very speedy day today. <laughs> wow, it's speedy out here. <laughs> we do have a science uh, relative. That yeah, we need to get him on the need, on the line. He's he's told me all about this before, and it kind of went over mm. my head. But we, we should. How was your trip? I was speedy and humid. Um. <laughs> <laughs> You want to talk about ghosting? Yeah, let's let's talk about I this. Like kind of applies. Yeah, to I like what we're talking about. I like ghosting because I actually discovered this. Um, I mean, not to pat myself on the back, but I figured this out on my own. Maybe 14 years ago, I was up in Midway. No, I'm sorry, I was up in Heber, uh-huh. Utah, and a couple was looking at buying a house, and um, it was it had a vaulted ceiling. And they said, we cannot figure out these, they called them tiger stripes, but they were kind of faint, darker lines in the vaulted ceiling. And um, I said, yeah, that's, that's unusual. I didn't have much experience yet. And I said, let me, let me go home and think about it. So I went home and thought about it and kind of figured it out. But what happens is when the attic is really cold or even with the vaulted ceiling, you don't really have an attic. It's just a space, you know? Yeah. Um, it is really freezing cold. This, the trusses or the, the roof, you know, the two by fours that line up with the trusses, um, conduct the cold through the sheetrock in the roof. So the, the part of the truss that's touching the ceiling sheetrock is ice cold, ice, ice cold. Cause it, it, it's not, it conducts the cold. Whereas the other areas are just insulated. Correct. Okay. Yeah. And you. so, so on the, you know how we talked about, you're always right on the edge of growing mold yeah. at all times. Well, you happen to, to go over the edge on the sheetrock on that vaulted ceiling, or I've, I've even seen them on just flat ceilings because that line, that tiger stripe is colder than the sheetrock that's between the struts, Yeah. right? And so just cold enough to start to form some condensation, probably not even visible to the naked eye, yeah. but enough to encourage mold growth. And uh, and it's really interesting. It's, it's kind of a faint line, but you can see it where every strut is in that ceiling. And it's it's because of the the cold conduction passing through the sheetrock. And then you're heating the house too, right? Yeah, you're heating so the house. So you're heating yeah. the house and so then you not got freezing because yeah, it's, it's cold. Right. And then it hits that cold yeah. part of the sheetrock, and it's just a perfect breeding ground for, for mold. Mold. Yeah, yeah, and they're like perfect lines too. I right? just I didn't know I didn't know until today there was a name for it. Yeah, that they call it ghosting. Ghosting is usually when you end your relationship with someone without telling them. See, I didn't know that either. Is Nez, that true? Nez knew that. Nez, if you, you know ghost that? someone, it's like you're dating, and all of a sudden they just don't 
respond to you anymore. Oh, you know, I, they just disappear like okay. a ghost. Yeah. So this is a different kind of ghosting. We used to call that go on a mission. <laughs> 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 well, I'm trying to figure out why they call this ghosting in mold, but I guess it's because, it, I mean, it kind of has the silhouette. Yeah, that's exactly what it is, I think. A, yeah. Of a ghost. Yeah. I mean, because you can see, it's it's almost like you can see through your sheetrock to the studs. Yeah. Because it's such these perfect lines yeah. that are... You know what is it? Twenty-four inches for yeah, uh, whatever. They we actually we we did a deep dive into. We have a licensee down in Alabama. He was looking at a museum, and we even did a deep dive on helicopter wings. Yeah, and we we realized that um, this is kind of along the same lines, but flat paint will grow mold more readily than semi-gloss paint, mm. and it's just because the flat paint is more porous. And so it will hang on to the mold spores and allow it to start to grow where with the semi-gloss or glossy paint, they will probably, you know, just get they blown get off. They, they can't, yeah, they won't stick. Kind of along the same lines, you got moisture on the ghosting. Yeah. And that moisture is just enough for the mold to hang on yeah. and start to form, uh, you know, colonies. Yeah, and the way this plays into the stack effect conversation is because that... Again, that's usually happening on the top floor of the structure, right. and the hot air is rising, making that yeah. the hottest place in that in that home or building is the top floor, the ceiling of the top floor, uh-huh. and then one of the colder places. Well, like you're saying, because of the, the conduction through the studs, yeah, um, that that stud gets really cold, and there you have that 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 point. It's it's amazing how that hot and cold meeting point. Has, plays such a huge role in mold, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah, it, it's crazy. Y- you don't, but y- you know, it's uh, like I say. I don't want to beat beat this drum forever, but we really are right on the edge of mold at all times in yeah. in the indoor yeah. scenario. Yeah. Um, we had that situation with the House of Blues down in New Orleans about a year ago. They didn't have a flood at all, but they had a tremendous issue with mold, and it's simply because they lost power during that hurricane. Yeah, and so they lost air movement, and just that little bit of air movement was just enough to keep everything dried out, yeah. so it wouldn't start to. to yeah. bl- we called it a bloom. It literally literally looked like everything had just bloomed, like a flower. Looked like yeah. a flower fuzz all over everything. Yep. Yeah. Well, and and let me just maybe we can close by by saying this at least from my end. In our in our company, we will not treat a home that has mold in its crawl space, we, w- we will not just treat a crawl right. space if that's where the mold is. Or just the home idea. and not the crawl space. Yeah. 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 Right. If there's mold in a crawl space, that whole home needs a, a treatment. It needs, yeah. it needs And, and I, I, a perfect example is this other house I'm um, trying to help out with uh, a, a mold scenario where a brand new home and... I can't even, I don't know how long ago it was built, but it's very brand new and already has mold all over the crawl space. Yeah. And they had me take some air quality tests, even though we could see the mold. Mm-hmm. Anyways, we took some. Um, really high in the basement or in the crawl space and still pretty decently high on the first floor. By the top floor, it had dropped significantly. But um, again, air quality testing, not the best tool there. But I mean, it's not like they're opening that hatch to the crawl space, right. and, and you could feel it in the main floor. You yeah. didn't have to take and, it. And test. and honestly, it's a brand new house, so there's very limited mold occurring upstairs. 
Yeah, it's coming upstairs it's, from the crawl space. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it'll it'll get it'll get stronger up there for sure over you time. You know, kind so. of the same along the same lines. I always talk about, you know, bathrooms where you know just above the shower, you always, if you have a home that has a high mold load or an elevated mold load, yeah. you get almost kind of a cool pattern of mold growth. Yeah, that's the Pretty. steam grabbing the mold, yeah. and and delivering it to the to the uh, ceiling above the shower and that steam is just wet enough to to make it hang on and yeah. and it starts to starts to grow yep absolutely so. well awesome i i think we we treated stack effect pretty well it's i was going to start the po- podcast off by saying stack effect it's basically hot air rises cold air drops i don't know how much more clear we need to make so, it right yeah i I was going to just end it there, yeah. mic, mic drop it, even though uh-huh. I have a mic stand here. I was going right. to mic drop it, but because that's really. I thought you meant Mike. Mike will just drop it. Yeah. Not Mike, say anything. You, yeah. yeah. No. I get, but, but there are some nuances there with kind of the, the negative positive pressure and some of the Venturi kind of creating that flow that, that we talked about. So it's a little more involved than hot hot air rises. Yeah. Cold yeah. air sm- drops, but. But, but it's, still. A, it's a big part of the health of your home. But still, it's. Yeah. yeah. I mean, when you're going into those scenarios, uh, mold scenarios where, you know, it's a, the, per, the perplexing ones are the ones where some of these odd ball rules come into play. When you're trying to figure out something, you got to pull in stack effect, maybe ghosting, yeah. you know, you pull from all these, these maybe less common little, you know, aspects of water and, and air and mold, but, yeah. but stack effect comes into play for yeah, sure. Every time. So, yeah. so. All right, guys. Thanks right. for joining. Yeah. Till next time. Hey, uh, uh, push on that. Uh, oh, what's it called? Ah, you mean the subscribe? Yes, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> push, push that button. Push or that subscribe button. Or flip that switch if you can flip it. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thanks, guys. All right. Okay. See ya. Thanks for listening to the Mold Matters podcast. Be sure to subscribe for more in-depth information on mold illness and recovery.